Hopwood, welcome. Thanks. So this all happened pretty quickly. Um, so last week you joined up the den. Yeah. And I saw you join up and I was like, oh, that's pretty fun. And I wanted you to had like, a query on it, right? You sent a query through I to Jappy. Yeah. So then I, and I was like, oh, I want to make a bit of a fuss about this. And then I was just about to put a howl up, which means talk about the howl that you put up when you said you'd come into the den. And then I stopped and was like, hang on, this could be someone playing games because we've had a few people sign up. Like someone signed up as Peter Volandis. Oh. And like, yeah. What and was they, and Volandis' house? Yeah, they put some like, it was pretty, it was okay. But then at first I thought it was real and then I was like, that's cool that he's, and then I was like straight away, I was like, I bet it's not him. And then we investigated it wasn't him. It wasn't, yeah. And there's been a few others, people that have like impersonated people and caught me out. And then I thought, I just wasn't totally sure about yours. So I, I went, I thought, well, I'll go to Juppie. So yeah. Juppie's everyone's favourite punter. Um, and the I texted him. I texted him as like, you find out if it's Libby or not, and he wrote back, he's like, it's definitely her, mate. I was like, all right, great. So, <laughs> and then we had a chat, and then um, you, you were happy to come in and talk to everyone. Your compliance team was pretty quick too. I got an email pretty quick. We're like, who are you? We need we need really? proof. Yeah, we yeah, need right. ID. So I've, okay. I've sent through all that. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, right. Yeah, because we are connected to betting, so you've got yeah. to have all that kind of stuff. Cool, cool, cool. So let's, let's talk about where we are right now. So... You're obviously a former jockey, mm -hmm. um, former mainstream racing presenter. Now yeah. you're in the, the new media. I like to think that we're new media in new racing media. as I well. I like it. Yeah, yeah we're, which is awesome because it gives people like us a chance to have a voice in racing. It gives people like you to have an independent voice, which is yeah. really cool. Yeah. It's nice to be able to sort of be yourself and bring in some flavour and, and have a personality because it's, um, I guess, well, my perception of what mainstream media was like anyway was it was quite – dampening on your personality mm. sort of had to fit the, the corporate structure which i understand because they're a megalith so you can't be getting sued by somebody yeah. dropping the f-bomb online so and i sort of felt that like i saw you a lot in on sky racing back in the years and it did feel like you were kind of not able to completely be who you wanted to be which is yeah. understandable like yeah. i mean that's like that in many corporate situations i mean now i'm getting my boobs out on the internet and i couldn't do that on sky no so. no i edited i reckon it helped their turnover enormously if <laughs> If they it did would. do that, um, that would, yeah, Tab are doing better. They they were struggling last year and then they're starting to do better. But I think that if they sponsored your OnlyFans page, that would probably help them even more. We, we, would I come back if they wanted to sponsor me? I don't know, guys. You'll have to reach out. Um, and so what do we talk? So the so the OnlyFans thing, why, yeah, why did you decide to go down that path? Um, uh, I have a sort of an, an, an unconventional relationship, I guess, and we do lots of unconventional things we're heavily with involved in, with my yep. partner we're yep. heavily involved in the kink lifestyle yep um and Did you I find each other through the no which is right. amazing um and we've sort of gone down this journey together we're both sort of on the peripheries of it but together i guess we've we've really dived in head first uh cool yeah so so the only fans thing so yeah how, how did you go from being on Sky Channel and be like, I, I can see a gap in the market to start an OnlyFans page where I can combine a bit of risque stuff and tips, basically, yeah. which is what it is, right? It, that's what it is. Um, I uh, was saying that I'm sort of in an, an unconventional relationship and we, we do lots of kinky things and I get naked in lots of places as a result of that and enjoy my time as a, like, a happy, sexually liberated woman, I guess. Awesome. Um, and I thought... Why not combine the two things? Also, I love lingerie. Yep. I have I counted how much money I'd spent on my lingerie at one stage, and it, it's 
appalling. And after I counted that up, I was like, I'm never going to buy another set ever again. And I, I did. So I have a problem with collecting yep. lingerie. And I thought, why not combine the racing and the lingerie? Nobody's doing it. We'll see what happens. I knew it was going to create a stir because racing is um, traditionalist, I guess. Yeah. Would um, you have 100 sets of lingerie? I don't know. I haven't counted the number. I counted how much I'd spent on yeah. them. And I like honeybees. So yeah. So it's like 50 grand probably? It's expensive, that's It's not stuff. quite that much, but it's right. it's up there. Yeah. I feel better about it now. If you're going to throw out a massive number like that, I feel better about my number. So I'm going to go home and buy more sets yeah, I think, now. Yeah. I think 50,000 is manageable. I think if you haven't spent totally. that much. Yeah. Also, it's a tax write-off now. Yeah. absolutely. Right? So it, it actually is? I've hacked it. So yeah. it's, it's fine. I can collect all the lingerie in the world that I want and tax write-off. Yeah. And has it been a good uptake to the OnlyFans, your OnlyFans page? It's been surprising. It hasn't been one of those crazy stories that you hear yeah. about changing the entire world for that person. But where um, it's, it's, it's cracked six figures, which I never thought it would, um, which is amazing. Yeah. So we're not, we're not in the crazy seven-figure mark, but the fact that it's made that much from literally just doing something I love in clothes I love to wear – um, it's been great. And the turnover, not the turnover, but the, um, the return on investment for my fans is, is pretty high as well. So yeah. my promise to them is that I will make you back your subscription at least. And they're, they're over a thousand bucks up for their, for yeah. their. That's great. And so before we talk about the form and stuff, was there any, have you felt any pushback against the way you've protected yourself on OnlyFans and stuff from Absolutely. anyone? Absolutely. There's been, there has been a lot of pushback? Been, really? Yep. Um, but I was getting pushback when I was a jockey. So yeah. people people have Because a, you were too sexual and too... No, just being completely normal and a little bit chunky then. I always had a big ass, so I was always copping shit for having a big ass and having a booty and boobs when I was riding. But even not even that, just how you ride, how you present yourself, what okay. you look like. It's yeah. just people have a natural negativity bias. So I could be a nun walking down the street and people are going to attack me for that. So it doesn't matter what I do, I'm going to cop shit no matter what. So yeah. why not... Do what I enjoy and why not do what and you enjoy? Does that spur you to just be like fuck them all and yeah, yeah? And I learned yeah. that in riding too. You would cop so many haters from people that have never even seen a horse in real life, and they're sitting on the couch and telling you you should have taken the run that would have brought you down. So it's like, what's your opinion means nothing to me unless you're somebody really close to my life. Then I don't care about your opinion. I did have some pushback from people whose opinion I respect, mm -hmm. and that did hurt, and I did mm -hmm. take that on board. Was that like close family members and stuff? Uh, no, my family's been supportive. My dad was a little bit iffy. He was yeah. like, his um, his throwaway comment was, "I hope the money's worth the pushback you'll get." Yeah, I was like, "Yes, sir, it will be." Yeah, <laughs> um, and my sister laughed her ass off and said that she wants a truck when I'm a millionaire, so she doesn't yeah. care. Yeah. Um, my nans are really supportive. How I found out about it, how it really taking off was my nan uh, on my biological father's side, who was, that's a whole different story, but um, that's hilarious. Imagine having daddy issues and being on OnlyFans. But yeah. my nan on my biological father's side, she sent me an email. She's quite deaf, so we corresponded through email. She sent me an email with a link to the Daily Mail article that had just come out. Yeah. Um, saying, congratulations on the new career choice. You look beautiful. I was like, oh. And did, how did, it, did Daily Mail contact you or did they just no. write it themselves? So uh, they they just yeah. ran with it. So I didn't know that was out there. Yeah. I was with clients at the time in my other job. So I sent my partner a message saying, uh, there's something in the Daily Mail. Can you look it up? Um, and then he looked it up and then was responding back to me. But I was with clients, so it kept popping up on my Apple Watch. And I couldn't, I couldn't see what the article was. I was like, is it positive? Is it negative? This is terrifying. So trying to... Did it help subscribe subscriptions? I think it did. Um, 
It was actually, I started it a while ago and I kept it pretty quiet um, because I was just working out how I felt with it. I started one probably a year ago and I put one photo up that you couldn't have any distinguishing features on and then chickened out. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was always considering almost being a steward at that point as well. Ooh, wow. Right? So hey, let's, let's, just, let's just go through it again. You're, you were thinking about either becoming a steward, yeah. a racing steward, or... <laughs> Setting up a salacious tipping service and OnlyFans. They were the two choices. They were the two choices. I, I see my life is a dichotomy. Wow. Just run down wow. two paths. I reckon that's a first in racing that someone's been thinking those two things. Cool. <laughs> and yeah. Um, yeah, so I was thinking about being a steward for a while, but I settled it because I feel like the stewards need people from a racing perspective. A lot of them don't come from racing backgrounds and don't understand the horses, and it would frustrate me dealing with stewards at the races when they didn't understand what I was trying to achieve with the horse. That was like, you just need to do that. It's like the horse won't go that way. As you can see, we're having a meltdown here. Give me a minute. Um, and yeah, so I thought I wanted to do that. And then I decided against it. Nobody likes stewards. So I didn't want to, <laughs> no, I didn't yeah, want to do that. <laughs> they're a super important part of the game, but no, I agree. It's yeah. sounds like having more fun now. Definitely having more fun. And so let's talk about the form and stuff. So, you're obviously a jockey and, and rode for a long time. We'll talk about that a bit mm-hmm. too. But so you got forced to retire from being a jockey, which we'll talk about as well. But then did you start, were you doing the form as a jockey? And then were you, obviously, I guess you had to do the form and stuff when you're working at Sky Channel, that kind of thing. I did the form uh, a bit when I was a jockey. I definitely should have done more form as a jockey. Um, yeah. You get a little bit lazy when you're riding, especially in places like Adelaide where I rode because you get to know the riders' patterns and you get to know the horses. So even though you don't, ride that horse maybe you know how it likes to race and things like that so I did definitely get lazy I also prescribed to the opinion that if you can't feel where your horse wants to be 50 meters out of the gates then form's not going to help you anyway right so you can have a horse that's all the form suggests that it wants to lead but on that day it doesn't want to lead so you really need to I thought it was more of a biofeedback from the horse and what you're getting versus what you should see on paper mm-hmm that also might be a fancy excuse for why I wasn't doing the form. So, yeah. so I was doing that for a little bit of form when and I was how riding. Long we, how long did you ride for? About eight years. Eight years, yeah. Um, and then you left and did you what, – what was your first job after you retired? And so you were forced to retire, correct? Because yes. it was a really, really horrific fall. Yeah. I was involved in a horrific fall. Um, a friend of mine passed away. Um, Caitlin Forrest passed away. I had a traumatic brain injury, broken collarbone – Broken scapula, uh, punctured lung, something else, whiplash. When I started getting my consciousness back and was like remembering things again, the neck hurt the most, and I like, oh, no, I fractured. How it. many I days after? How many days after the accident? Is there's it? there's no distinct day from when my memory started kicking in, but it was a few weeks later. Wow. So you sort of get snippets from here and there. I don't remember anything. So were you in a coma for a certain day. amount of time? Nope. That's no. nope. I was. Um, Reported as fine, which has got me concerned about what Jamie's going through now. But yeah. I was recorded as um, slightly con- concussed and okay. Um, and then it just, I was on the Glasgow Coma Scale for a while and just, you need to ask, answer questions to, to move out of that. Mm. And they'll, they'll ask the questions each time. And apparently I was horrific in hospital because you can get quite aggressive with brain injuries as well. Yeah. So. These poor nurses had come in and asked me the questions to see where my memory was at and I just started getting quite aggressive apparently, which are all stories I've been told. I can't remember them, so I'm not responsible. And how long were you in hospital for? Uh, I don't know, actually. It wasn't 
I was moved from the hospital into a rehab centre fairly quickly, I think, and I was at the rehab centre for quite a while mm. um, and then continued as an outpatient in the rehab centre for uh, probably almost a year. And you're friendly with Jamie Carr, is that right? Yeah. And so we don't, do you know how she's doing or? I don't. Um, I'm only getting the the updates that everybody else is getting. I've sent her a message because it was reported that she was okay and yeah. nothing. Um, I, uh, I think we should wait to see what Jamie says because I don't think she's, um, the fact that she's in and out of consciousness and heavily sedated for that amount of time is concerning. I yeah. was unconscious for under five minutes and reported as slightly concussed and I had a career-ending injury. So, mm. um, yeah, I, I think what they report and what is happening, we, we need to wait for Jamie to, I guess, say what she can say when she wants to say it as well. She mm. might have paths in her recovery from this and injuries from her, from this that yeah. she doesn't want to share with the world and people are expecting her to do that now because mm. she's she's a public figure. She's quite a private person, right? She is I a hear that she person. doesn't love the media. Nope. Love, not doesn't love having to do media yeah, no. commitments. And, and stuff. she's been crucified through the media. So why would you? Like mm. she's she's was a young writer. She was put under quite a bit of pressure early and she would do silly little things that were blown completely out of proportion because of the ability that she had as a writer. So why would you love the media? She says one wrong thing and they jump on it. So mm. I think we should wait to see what she wants to say about her injury and mm. hope for the best for her, but it's it's I'm concerned. Yeah, and she was absolutely at the top of the game too. She was riding so many winners and yeah. everything was before her those next few weeks. So, yeah, it's it's shattering and obviously all that matters is she, she gets better. That's the yeah. first thing and then hopefully get her back in the saddle and riding winners like we were. Mm -hmm. And so I, I presume that did it change your life? Did it change your outlook on life and the way you live your life, your accident? Um it did, but it took a fair while to get to that level of understanding because when you're in it with an injury like that, strange things about brain injuries is that you feel fine. So I couldn't understand why I wasn't allowed to just go back to riding or why I had to be in a rehab centre. And I, I remember arguing with my one of my therapists that I was fine, there was nothing wrong with me and I should be able to go home. They put a rubber mat out on the floor and he was like, fine, if you can walk on that, you can go home. And I couldn't. I couldn't balance on it. It kept bucking me off and it was this thin little rubber mat. So that was the only point where I realised that I might have some work to do. Mm. Um, but your brain is like, you're fine, let's get back on a horse. Yeah. <laughs> so it's, it's, it's quite strange dealing with something that you, couldn't, you physically can't do but your brain is telling you that you're fine to do. Yeah. Have you been back on a horse since it happened? I have. Um, I had my own horse. It was uh, – I got back to track work kind of. They wouldn't let me canter at track work. I was only allowed to trot horses around and I was only allowed to trot a couple of horses around every few days. Is this because you were possibly going to make a comeback? Or? That's what I was trying. Yeah. I fought tooth and nail to try to make a comeback and I got to the point where um, I advanced up the lines of trying to – to go the route through um, neurologists and the last one was like, I'm, I'm never going to pass you. Um, but it's, it's the nature of what we're doing. He had three traumatic brain injuries on his book at that point. There was myself, there was a pilot and there was an accountant. Um, and the accountant was the worst of the three of us. By far, I was the best and the pilot was, was okay. Um, and the pilot and I were not deemed safe for work because of the nature of what we do. And the accountant who had a, um, an embolism and was in a really bad way, he passed her back for work because what she's doing isn't yeah. going to impact don't, on don't people. Don't bring others. Yeah, yeah. Can't put others at risk. Yeah.
Yeah, okay, so they eventually said, and did it, was it shattering for you not to know Absolutely. that you were? Uh-huh. Your whole identity is tied up in, in being a rider. When you've been a rider for that long, it's, it's, it's who you are, you're, it's your social life, it's who you go out with, it's, well, it could be who you go out with. I just didn't date because I didn't want to go out with anyone. But um, it's everything. I remember introducing myself to a guy out at the pub who was like, who are you? I was like, I'm Libby Hopwood. And he literally said to me, he's like, I've never had a first and last name before. That's interesting. But in racing, you go by your last name. I was like, oh, yeah, that's really weird. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's just who you are as a yeah. person. And it yeah. was losing your career but losing that sense of self and your purpose and what you were doing and I was a jockey and I was an athlete and I was trying to win races and when that's taken away you've got the whole wide world and what the hell do you do with yourself yeah was there a jockey when you were riding that you watched and thought they just consistently are the best in the in the big moments in races and stuff and were the best jockeys that you saw ride yeah. More like I'm not saying who was the best jockey you saw, but who was a jockey that when you were riding, you were like, they made the right move there. You just always thought that they were the best actually in the run of a race. It depends because jockeys and, and riding is such a confidence game. Um, and I noticed that with myself as well. When I was on, I was really on and thing is everything's instinctual. You just do what you feel the horse needs and you don't second guess it and it just works. When your confidence gets a little bit knocked, you start thinking things through. Your horse wants to go somewhere and you're like, ooh, should we go somewhere? And you miss mm. the opportunity and you get lost. So um, it de- it really depended on how people were riding at the time and how confident you were at the time. Mm-hmm. I also think that's why riders, like, there's a bit of a difference between the guys and the girls riders. I don't prescribe to the fact that strength plays an issue because you can only be so strong on a horse before you're being, you're inhibiting the horse's natural stride anyway. Um I feel like guys might be better riders some of the time because they have the arrogance to believe that whatever they're doing was the best decision at the time, whereas I've noticed from female riders we sort of take those things on a little bit more and if I screwed up, I would hold on to that screw up for so much longer than perhaps a male rider would. But that was just my observations as well and don't come at me for being sexist. <laughs> you can say whatever you want on here. <laughs> um, Cool. Well, that's that's all very interesting. And so let's move into where we are now. We're doing the form pretty consistently. Yeah. So where what where do you bet? Where do you do the form for? Just mostly New South Wales. Mostly New South Wales. I do a little bit around the joint, but it's mostly New South Wales because they're the ones that I'm paying attention to most of the time. And it was also what I got used to at Sky because I was doing mostly New South Wales at Sky, doing a lot of country New South Wales meetings at Sky as well. Um, and that was back-to-back, around-the-clock form. And then and did you enjoy your time at life. Sky? Uh, I did. Um, it was it was a great proving ground. It taught me a lot. I learnt a lot. They brought in a lot of good teachers. Working along the likes of, like, Mardo and Brass and people like that was incredible. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the the structure of the place is a little bit too political for me and mm-hmm. I'm much too blunt to be able to toe the line in places like that. I work very well for myself. Yeah. What was your? Were you just presenting, or did you actually get involved in some of their shows and stuff? Were you? No, I was. I um I would host Sky One, host Sky Two. Um, I was doing the form line extra shows. So I yeah. was presenting those shows, doing the form for those shows, and then also hosting the trials. So I was, I was an all rounder. Yeah, awesome. Um, and so with your tipping service, do you put do subscribers get a tips every day, or is it pretty much? Yeah. Yep. With the tipping service, they're getting tips every day. Um especially with Libby's look of the day, which is what we're doing um, now. Um, 
I just did one from your den, actually, oh, out awesome. there. <laughs> um, it's Burgundy Girl at Canberra today, the first. Um, is this an OnlyFans one or this is just no, on the... No, so this is the... So we've got the two sites now. Uh, we've got the subscription site. Yep. Um, building a website was good fun. I'd never done that before. See, not being a jockey forces you to learn so many different yeah, things. Yeah, scary the tech world, isn't it? Right. Yeah. Um, so there's a lot more tips on that. It's a lot heavier racing focus. Yep. Um, and the OnlyFans, they get some tips and lots of boobs. Yep. So it's it depends what you want. Yeah. So trying to cater to all that. Yeah, trying to keep everyone happy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and do you, like, are you other punters that you're talking to on a daily basis to share ideas and stuff? You got your little crew that you chat with? Yeah. So yeah. I've got a little crew. I've got a little crew. It's interesting. I've got the the racing people. Um, I've just shared my my email to everybody on the website as well. So if they want to get in contact with me and discuss how they want the the web page to go, because it's it's built by a punter for punters, you know? So I want feedback and I want to just be like my way, the highway, like have some feedback, let yeah. me know what you think. And yeah. so that's been good. A lot of people have written in for that. So I might just tweak a few little things and um, a few interesting ideas floated by some of the punters that reached out to me, which is good. Yeah. And then you've got the OnlyFans people, which are awesome as well. They're building good relationships with, with people on there doing that. It's not just like OnlyFans is obviously – got a rap for being what it is because it's a not safe for work program for girls that want to be sharing their triple X lifestyle. Um, mine is not that, but I'm still building good relationships with these people and they're just normal guys that just want to chat with someone. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Any girls on there as well? There's a couple of girls on there actually. Yeah. 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 And they've been good fun. So yeah. it's, it's, it's been interesting. It so takes all sorts. Yeah. And so where, where's this all going to go? Like, are you, really committed and you want to keep building your brand up. Absolutely. And yeah, yeah. Um, especially, I guess, in this age. It's a real digital age. Um, and it's so much easier to do stuff, isn't it? Yeah. Like, especially with Wolf Den, what we've done here. Like, you know, we've just sort of done it all from scratch and we've got a long, long way to go as well. But It's amazing. Look, it's what, just, look at what you've created here. Yeah. Just and it's just, it's just the den. Yeah. And it's, but it's, you, you, you use the word liberating. Like, it's probably not the same context you used it in, but it's liberating that you can – Get your voice out there these days yeah. via YouTube, Spotify, all those different Spotify. platforms, Twitter. Yeah. yeah. And it's great. Um, it's very it's hard to get traction just because there's all those platforms out there doesn't mean yeah. you're gonna get traction. That's right. And it's sort of anyone who tries it will be pretty shocked at how little anyone gives a fuck about right. what you've got to say. But yeah. if you believe in yourself and you and and you think you've got talent and the people around you got talent, I think you've got to keep going forward. And from our point of view, like we're very much in that phase at the moment. Like we've got so far to go and so far from proving ourselves, but we all want to keep doing it. Yeah. Because um, we really enjoy it. Um, it's it's pretty amazing, isn't it? It's yeah. just, um, I, when I started doing the OnlyFans with the tipping, um, I, it was it was fun. It was two things that I loved. I had no idea that there was actually going to be a market for it. And mm. then when I put it out there that I was going to start a normal site without the OnlyFans side of things, it blew my mind that people wanted that. Like they actually just want my tips and my my input on races and my years of riding and how to read a race. Um, so, yeah, I probably did myself a mischief by thinking that I only had to rely on my boobs when yeah. I did not. So yeah, that's great. It's been awesome. Yeah, and you're happy with your results on the tipping? You seem to get a, a positive percentage on turnover? We're positive percentage. We've had a few shitty weeks, um, taken a little bit of a hit the last few weeks. Um, but that's like… It's punting. Yeah, we, we're like… You can have you have shitty. We have shitty months. Yeah. Like if yeah, if anyone thinks you're going to win every week, you're not. That's you know? right. And it's, you might win every week for ten weeks, then you'll just 
never win again. Yeah. Like you've got to that's the most important thing with tipping services, like you've got to be prepared to lose yep. for a few weeks in a row. And there um, and then break maybe even break square for six weeks, and then you might have three or four incredible weeks. Yeah. You know, you gotta when you're winning too much, you need to realise that and realise that you're gonna lose quite easy. a lot of it back. Yeah. Um, but if you're making anyone who can make a profit over the course of a year in this market, it's really, really we're, we're profit and it's also it's also about the transparency as well. So all results are put up there yeah. and on the front of the page you've got return on investment, which I think is about 7% at the moment. So it's just, it's all right there. So when we have the shitty weeks, I do an accountability Monday. Um, let them know how the week went. Let them yeah. know what lost. Let them know what won. And like it's 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 just all front of page. Yeah, awesome. Right, well, I think um, I think it's a good place to finish. Yeah. Sh short and sharp. Um, and we're going to talk some racing yeah. after this podcast in uh, Wild Weather Sports show, Perfect. which will be fun. Um, all right. Well, thank you. Thank you. Best of luck. Rich with the. <laughs> Let, let's take on the world together. Yeah. Good work. I want to. I want to see you start at OnlyFans. Wow. You think about me starting an OnlyFans page? OnlyFans is what <laughs> it's you blowing make their it. mind. Look at OnlyFans is only what you make it. You like they've got PTs on there, they've got psychics on there. It's not just what you think. I, it I is. just think I, I just. Why not get Wolf Den on there? <laughs> get Wolf Den on there, and get subscribers. Yeah, yeah, it's I, yeah. We'll look into it. That's it's. I'm not usually lost for words, but I, I can't, I can't answer that one. I have to. Yeah, you've got us. Good work. Thank you.